Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're here. It's us. Grant. Yeah, we are starting a cult this Grant. I'm Jake. There's more people in the room than usual. No, there is. There is. It's Mitch and Griffin. About 25 to 45% more because Mitchell's not an entire person. What happened with that? He's only got a fraction of of his penis and he's got one testicle. So it's like so he's less of a man, is what you're saying? No, you know, because now it's going to say that would be rude. Well, it, you know, I you don't. Know, you, can't, you can't say that anymore, <laughs> you know. But he's kind of a, a nothing, you know. Sometimes you're a nothing burger, aren't you, Mitch? I can't speak. He, he he's knows. whispering. He's whispering that he can't speak. His but... soul has been sucked from his very being. No, it's true. But we're back. We're finally going to finish this fucking bullshit. We're going to stop talking about him after today, maybe. This I mean, is. <laughs> I'm okay if we never talk about him ever again, because it's been a solid month, I think, right? Like a full calendar month. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning of this, you were like, "Oh, we'll take it to Thanksgiving." I was like, "Yep, yeah, maybe." And now here we are after Thanksgiving, and this is too much. Yeah, I'm. I'm so fucking. I'm over this guy. He's just a con man that likes fucking anal sex and magic. You know what? That's ju- that's totally just fine. No, that's no. his thing, and Let's we're gonna kill him pretend. in this episode. He's gonna die at the end. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay. So the Alistair Crowley part five. The bad man's gone. I know. So we last left off with Alistair uh, discovering the wonders of sex magic, uh, summoning and defeating Kronzon with Neuberg, becoming a worldwide pariah after he was sued for publishing copyrighted magical rituals. Discovering the OTO, commencing a six-week-long fuck session for ritualistic purposes, which ultimately drove Neuberg insane, moved to the U.S., uh, writing, uh, he was writing on a pro-German propaganda pamphlets, finally released the Book of the Law, as well as other texts, uh, uh, taking a magical retirement to the farming community of New York, just some, some place in New York, don't remember what it was, uh, discovering his love for painting before moving back to live with his aunt, while he waited for the money of his dead mother to kick in. And then he went to the doctor for his asthma and got prescribed heroin. Woo! So that's where we are. I, I'd like heroin prescriptions. They should give that shit out now. Have you ever tried heroin, Grant? Uh, no, I have not. 
Uh, and honestly, I haven't even been close to try. I've never even actually seen heroin, as far as I know. I don't think I've seen it either, but if I knew it was heroin, I'd be like, no. I'd probably end up leaving. It's like, I'm not, uh... That's a huge problem in our, in our school system. This is really my kind that. of party. You know, I'm more of yeah. like an upper kind of guy. Knowing like, a lot of people that have died of heroin. I, I wouldn't even call myself like a drug kind of sewer. But if I had to do drugs, I would definitely be an upper kind of guy. Who who doesn't want so to just you'd dance be like a coke guy, you well, coke man. Yeah, that'd be fun because it's like I, all the heroin. It's like you know it'd be great. What if I paid money to just go to sleep? It's like well you can just you do, do that, that for free, free man. Yeah, you I just stay up long enough. You just do it. I do that shit like six to seven hours a night regularly. I don't need heroin. Like yeah, but you're gonna sleep for like. 15 hours, and then when you wake up, you're just never going to want to stop doing it. You've never tried heroin sleep. I, I imagine it's great. Yeah, man. What, you, you probably don't wake up feeling refreshed, though. No, you probably just wake up thinking, maybe I should get some more heroin. Hey, just, you, just maybe. If you've ever done heroin, send us an email and tell us about it. And, hey, uh, yeah. I just want to know. Start a cult at gmail.com. Yeah. I want to know what your heroin experience was. I'm just curious. We don't condone it, but if you've done it, Tell us how it uh, do. I mean, yeah, I don't that. condone a lot of things, but it's I. It's not like me being here like heroin's bad, guys. No one in the world is going to hear that and be like, "Oh my god, he's right." I sh- I need to really pull myself together, you know. Yeah. So I just fucking just keep it away from me. I'm no, cool heroin's with that. a powerful thing. Well, uh, at the same time that he was prescribed heroin, word spread that he was back in the country. And and you know many called for him to be jailed due the due to the anti-British writing that he had produced while in the U.S. You know which is just to be expected. Uh, to avoid this, Crowley moved to Paris, France. Okay, he moved to Paris uh, where he awaited for bunch it. of cheese-eating surrender monkeys. Is yeah, what I've been told <laughs> surrender monkey. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! What was that? Wasn't that from the? Was that groundskeeper Willie? And he said that he's like cheese-eating surrender monkeys. <laughs> Sorry if I offended That's any amazing. of you French individuals, no, but no, it's funny I, uh, as shit. Yeah. French people always give up. So, uh, to avoid this, Crowley moved to Paris, France, you know, where he awaited a woman, um, it, you know, that he was referring to as the ape of Toth. Oh. So he's waiting for the ape. Her real name was Leah uh, Herzig, but, but he called her the ape of Toth. So at this time, he was also, uh, you know, uh, mingling with other women, performing sex magic with them. Another being Nanette uh, Chumley, right? Chumley, Chumley, the guy from fucking Chumley. Griffin's Rick Harris. It all comes back full circle because didn't that? No, it was Meth. I think he had arrested with, right? Yeah, Damn it, I thought I it was so. Be... Why wasn't he Chumley seems like a heroin? methy guy? You know. Yeah, I feel like fat people don't do heroin. You know, it just doesn't doesn't fit the scheme. Or they do, and then it's just like the best diet. You know, not for your health, but for you know the outward appearance, maybe. Do you think Jared was into heroin? Jared was into children. Well, yes, no, maybe so, but Jared, Jared's a good man. No, until, he's not. Until he's, the he's year in two, jail for no. You got to let me finish. Until the year two thousand seven. Okay. <laughs> no, because that's what he was doing it all. Now he's just in prison, getting beat up and maybe raped himself. That would be good. <laughs> maybe raped you know, himself. Maybe that too. Well, 
You know, it's Leah Hersig. That's who he's waiting for in Paris, France. At the same time, he's also corresponding with other women. One of them is named Annette Shumway. And then another one is a Hollywood actress named Jane Wolfe. All right, they come into play later. She was in the OTO, Jane Wolfe was. But, the OTO. But what is special about Leah, or more, you know, why Alistair is meeting up with her in Paris. The autism. Um, it might be. It might Something might come of this. Uh, but it was because she was giving birth to Crowley's third child. Gross. And he, it's another it's another daughter. All right. And since Crowley wasn't there to you know name her, Leah actually gave her a normal name, and it's Anne Lee. The least exciting name, but probably the best one. Can you say? Nah, you know what? She needed some normalcy. You know, it 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 had to happen that way. Yeah. No, it's probably good Crowley. Because it's there. like, yeah, it, it's not as exciting, but. You need, you need something. But your dad is you need something. the anal the anal punisher of the Western world of magic itself. The of the concept of magic, he is the anal guy. Yeah, he's he is the Michael Jordan of taking it in the ass. Yeah. That's like how good he is. Yeah. So she had a normal name, Ann Lee, but they gave her a nickname, uh, Poopay. Anal. That, no, it's poop hay. You notice so how her name is end. dangerously close to his favorite thing in the world. <laughs> it's the French word for doll, but it still sounds like poopy. Yeah, so it's poop poopy. Hay. Yeah, they call it. They call this kid poop hay. Real name was Anna Lee. Whatever. Nanette uh, was also pregnant, <laughs> but not with Crowley's child. Right? It was a man that wasn't Crowley. But uh, given that uh, Crowley's inheritance, uh, let you know, uh, given to him by his mother, who had finally kicked it. Uh, it kicked in, finally. So he moved Leah and Nanette, along with himself and his new daughter, and two other children that were between the two women, to a town in Sicily called Cephalu. 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 It sounds made up. He sounds like a like a Skyrim villain, you know? Like you gotta go to a Come mountain. to Cephalu. You gotta go up a mountain to, like, fight this guy, but you gotta be, like, a level 15 or some shit. Yeah, it's all bullshit. You gotta do side missions and shit. Yeah, you gotta work your way. I always hated that shit. I've it's never like, played that game. I just wanna play games, and they're like, you, you gotta be good at this first. I'm like, how about you just fucking give it to me? It's a video Are game. Are you shitting me? Let me just play. I just wanna kill this thing. Yeah. So Crowley and these two women and all these kids, they moved to Cephalu uh, in Sicily. This is where Crowley would begin his workings with the most, uh, you know, discussed and debated magical group that he'd assembled known as the Abbey of Thelema. Oh, we're, we're finally into it. We're okay. moving into the fucking... That finally, we're onto the dessert portion of this story, no, you know? it's true. It's true. It's been a long journey. We had a lot of side salads, a lot of early free bread. Uh, but so now, many pats of butter. Now, the dessert has been delivered, all right? It's here. The sweet essence of Thelema. Right, well, and what better headquarters for Thelema than an old shoddy farmhouse with no electricity, plumbing, or gas? Perfect, It's man, perfect, perfect for it, really, honestly. Uh, the main house of the property was then consecrated with sex magic rituals, and Crowley began referring to the house as the whore cell. Okay. Not the horse L. The whore cell. It's just a cum shack is what it is, essentially. Yes. There's nothing there except semen and drywall. That's there's, all There's you quite have. a bit more, actually. <laughs> but it's not good. The main room of the house, uh, it was uh, it was bedecked with an altar 
you know, which included a book of the law and candles, and then there was a chair of the beast that was facing the altar, and the scarlet woman's chair was set up on the other side of it, behind the altar itself. The temple was set, all right, and the Thelemites were encouraged to come over, you know, at any point. Open doors policy. Okay. All right. It's kind of right. nice. That's nice. You know, they're, they're, tr- they're trusting people. Yeah. No, yeah. Come on in. We j- Just join us. Have fun. Yeah, come on in. There's nothing here. But this place, uh, due to, you know, the many young children, uh, uh, a mage uh, that's, that's strung out on heroin all the time, uh, that's Crowley. And then there was no plumbing. It was There was literally shit and piss everywhere. Everywhere. And there was no hiding it from the senses. It burned your eyes to walk into this place. That sounds like a fitting place to be. If you're gonna, yeah, I mean, I guess shit, sure, to be just at all. No, no, I mean, if you're if you're into this shit, right? Like, for lack of a better term, if you're into Thelema and you're just hanging out, I want to go and you know hang out and do what Alistair Crowley's doing and just you, live in my own filth. You've got to be ready to be surrounded by human waste in all forms. Yeah, yeah, the shit comes into play a little bit here. I mean, Pete, you got to go, you got to go. You know, it happens. We all do it. It's very true. It's just not cute. You know, nobody, th- poop isn't cute. Well, you know why it was so fucking, like, uh, dirty and all that? No one cooked or cleaned because they were simply not allowed to. Crowley forbade it. Well, yeah. All right? And you want to know why? Well, who wants well-fed individuals, no, you know? Well, Aowas had apparently told, uh, you know, his guardian angel, had apparently told Crowley that slaves would just come and do the work. Wow. But they, yeah, no, they didn't come. You know how that works. People just show up and they're like, hey, you know what? You could really use someone to just Some run free your labor. House. Free labor is what I'll offer. I'll do it. I don't even know who you are, but I will take care of everything you possibly need. And <laughs> I don't want. know who you are, but I'll touch your shit with my bare hand every day. And I every won't day. even complain. You don't even have to. I'll sleep in the yard. I don't care. Yeah. Wow, that guy really had some fucking... He was really had some self-esteem. He's like, don't worry. What we're doing is so big, people are going to kill to be a part of this. <laughs> I promise. Just, just wait. fucking piss and shit everywhere. Uh, so despite the conditions, Crowley and his two magical sex partners and their children were joined by followers of Thelema in this small Sicilian property. And many of them actually lived on the property. Every morning, Leah would hit a gong and proclaim the law of Thelema, to which everyone Bang would respond. Bang a gong, get it on. Bang a gong. Then they'd play that song and dance. That would be so much fun. And that's how he died. He had a heart attack when they banged the gong. <laughs> but no, she would do that, and then she would declare the law of Thelema. And to every everyone would respond, love is the law, love under will. That's just their thing. That's what they do every morning. All right. All right, and then solar salutations commence. All right, so they, they just do yoga. That's basically what that is. Bunch of yogis. I would follow that. Uh, before eating, you know, breakfast, first day of the meal, everyone would proclaim that it was their will to eat and drink in that very moment as uh, sort of like Thelemic prayer over their food. Ooh, okay. So that's kind of fun. It's definitely sounding like the beginnings of a cult, wouldn't you say? Yeah. A I little mean, bit, just to maybe a little bit. A far more successful cult than we have. And you know what I think it is? I like ours more. People just have to listen, and then they're in the cult. We have a serious lack of fecal matter. That's the problem. That Yeah, that's our problem, yeah. It's almost, there's actually, as far as I'm aware, there's never been poop at all involved with this cult. I've never had it, like, on my hands and as we do this. I'm sad to say I'm thinking that's what that's what's stopping us, you know? 
And we just got to add some shit. Really need to start doing like poop, like lotion. And then they'll take us seriously. Yeah. They'll be like, these guys make Everyone will see how powerful and serious we are. Ah, well, Crowley, uh, he, he could he could have easily become a cult leader at this point. But he simply didn't bother to take the few extra steps. He's like, he was all right there. He's like, no, mm, no. He just didn't want to. So, and it showed because past the morning, you know, the morning routine that I just described, there were pretty much no rules. Like, members of the Lima stayed in, like, the, the whore cell. They were free to do whatever they wanted most of the day. They were, like, rocky areas. They could climb. They could they had a place to swim. There's the ocean, you know. Uh, plenty of open space outside to study, paint, jerk off. Who cares? All right? They could pretty much do whatever they wanted. That sounds nice. And that's the will of the law. They get to just, they're, they're free, you know? They just get to be themselves. Yeah. It's like a hippie commune, but it worse. Is. It's even more like a hippie commune because, uh, you know, one of the things that probably made this a bit more interesting for those uh, on the property was the literal piles of drugs that Crowley left just lying around. Just like, follow me. Like all different around. sorts. Yeah, it was just, it was all mixed, intermingled with the piss and shit. It was everywhere. No, dude, you're at the wrong bush. You're looking for the meth bush that's over there. <laughs> Well, uh, he had heroin, hash, uh, morphine, opium, ether, and alcohol. Uh, they were all available in large quantities to whoever wanted them at all times. That's cool. It's kind of nice. I feel like it would attract people uh, not quite going in there for magical purposes, but that's neither here nor there. This honestly sounds metal as fuck. It's, right? it's kind of cool. You it's know? something, man. Yeah, you're definitely going to get people. <laughs> like, you're just going to give this shit away, and all I got to do is just hang out here, I guess. Why not? Yeah. No, oh, yeah. If you've got nowhere better to be, that's the best place to be, you know? Yeah. But then you got to remember, uh, there are, like, so many young children running around, <laughs> and their moms don't give a fuck about them. Yeah, but Like, what they're doing. Jake, they got to learn sometime. Just sticking their hands into a pile of heroin? Yeah, they got to like learn. eating it and shit. They got <laughs> to learn. Cool. They don't got to learn that. Come on. Uh, it still sounds metal as fuck. So they were exposed to everything that went on within the house, which included drugs uh, themselves, abuse of those drugs, as well as sex magic rituals that took place uh, pretty frequently. Almost exclusively, that's what happened there. So they're just watching people fuck all day. Uh, Crowley thought the uh, the exposure of sex and drugs would save the children from growing up with a shame he still felt towards the ex from his uprising. You know the religious uprising he had. Oh, poor yeah, baby. Upbringing, you know. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, it, there, there is no evidence uh, to suggest that the children were ever playing like an actual part in the sex acts. You know, just in case anyone was wondering. Okay. No one's fucking these kids, as far as anyone knows, which is good. I'll yeah, tell you this. giving me a thumbs up. Come on. That's a bonus. That is a big bonus. In the world that we live in, that's a bonus. That is a huge You could do bonus. a lot of weird shit, but you know, if you keep the kids out of it, yeah, it's all right. You know, it's all yeah. right. Yeah. Well, eventually, Crowley and Leah, uh, they began doing sort of a, a fun game uh, on the reg, you know. Crowley would be submissive, okay, and Leah would play the role of a sort of extreme dominatrix. So she would call him, uh, you know, names. She would attack his ego by insulting his poetry, painting, and his, like, ability to, you know, make love. And he made her uh, lick her feet that were blackened from walking around without shoes all day in the dirt. And uh, she would also make uh, him eat her poop. All right. You've hooked me. Yeah. So there's a lot of poop eating going on. 
I'm a poop eating poop eater. I'm a poop eater. Poop on the lips is what it says. All right, so let's see. Crowley claimed that all this abuse served the purpose of exercising his ability to transform the foul into the sacred. I mean, he was like a magus after all. So he has all the power. He's like, this isn't even bad. That's basically what he's saying. He's like, you can poop in my mouth. I don't even care. Okay. Okay. That's a weird... Okay. I don't even... Uh, well, let's just move on. That's just the idea of Let's like, move on? Really? Okay. You For poop. some reason, people started leaving. Could you imagine? Could you imagine why they would possibly start leaving? I, I would at least begin to think about questioning leaving at that point. You Maybe, know? yeah. Uh, well, Alistair attributed this to them being afraid of their own true selves, not having to rely on others, and so, uh, and so on and so forth, you know. But I feel like there are many other reasons why people may have left after the description I just gave in the past few minutes. But the biggest problem Crowley was having at the time was the fact that Leah and Nanette were seeming to compete in a sort of way to be the most prevalent Scarlet Woman. So, you know, the one who, like, fucks him the most and does all the crazy stuff. The it's like, you're going to eat my shit. It's like, no, he's going to eat my shit tonight, you know? It's like, why don't I just eat both your shits is what he says. Yeah, why not? He's I mean, trying to quell them. Guys, guys, bit. stop fighting over me. You could both poop in my mouth. It's fine. Yeah. So it even became too much time, too much like for for Crowley, right? He he was you know he was he was cutting into his heroin time basically. I'm thinking and the heroin time is what led to the eating shit time. No, you think that might just be Come me on. connecting invisible dots? But no it's way, bad. no way. Well, uh, Crowley then made the brilliant suggestion for the two to engage in pleasuring one another, so he could take a break. Brilliant, genius. Uh, Leah was down to clown. But Nanette literally ran from the house nude in the rain. She did not like this idea. Fair enough. All right, so sometimes you're just not into it. Uh, by the time that Crowley found Nanette and the two returned to the whore cell, Leah was drunk as shit and simply uh, attacked Nanette. Attacked, you say? Attacked. They fought. They fought. And Crowley watched while smoking opium. <laughs> well, that's a fun thing to this watch. This is crazy. I, night. I just imagine this is like a Tuesday night or some shit. Like, who's doing this kind of thing? It's pretty standard for this group, you know? Yeah. Well, they fought, Crowley watched, and smoked opium until the ordeal ended with uh, Leah puking all over Nanette and the room. So she just puked everywhere. A lot of jostling around, getting drunk real quick. You know, it doesn't doesn't mix yeah, very it's all well. Right. They just go on with their day, you know? Yeah. Obviously, the best course of action, Crowley thought, was to add another woman to the mix. And so he invited Hollywood actress Jane Wolfe. And she came to live with him. I have no idea who the fuck that is. Jane Wolf, she was an actress in Hollywood at the time. Part of the OTO. I still have no idea who the Me fuck either, that but is. that's all the info you need for the story to continue. That's like nowadays, like they'll pick like, you know that like the chubby redhead guy who's like an extra in every movie? I think I do. He's like super nerdy. <laughs> He's been around for like ever. Oh, the guy who's like has a super like monotone voice. He's like. I'm not yeah. even certain I've ever heard him speak, but you, you know who I'm talking about. He looks like Big Bird you. a little bit. What? <laughs> ah, fuck you. See, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch knows. Mitch knows. Yeah, they'd be like if someone, I think he looks like Big Bird. If someone threw out that guy's name, I'd be like, who the fuck are you talking about? I mean, I know who he is, but like, I have no idea. They're like, oh, dude, you don't know that guy? You don't know. I don't, I don't even have a fake name for him. I don't even know what the fuck to call him. <laughs> it was Jane Wolf, dude. She was Aquaman. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, she was Aquaman. 
So no, uh, so she was extremely bored when she got there for the first few weeks, but began to come around to the lifestyle after getting crazy high and fucking all hours of the day and night. She was like, this isn't that bad. This is kind of nice, actually. Uh, But as one could probably surmise, the children present suffered greatly. Okay, so Crowley's third daughter, Poopay. Poopy. uh, Yeah, Poopy died. What a tragedy. Most likely due to neglect and malnourishment. What a terrible uh, tragedy yeah, it was just to befall us. Yeah, so, uh, and then Leah was also pregnant at this time and miscarried. Aww. So no one, no one knew was coming in. People are actually exiting in all different senses. So for whatever reason, Leah was immediately convinced that Nanette was to blame for this, though, uh, you know, through black magic. And Crowley apparently agreed. And then they left it at that. <laughs> That was, that, was, that was the last of that, that ever, anyone ever spoke of it. Uh, Crowley then took a short trip to Paris to grieve the loss of his daughter, supposedly. And upon returning, he was greeted by new recruits, one of which from New York, Grant. Oh, my God. Jack Nicholson? Yeah. I can't believe he was alive at that point. No, yeah, he was all around. No, he was an OTO member named Cecil Frederick Russell. And Russell was looking for magical direction, and Crowley had high hopes that he would be, you know, the next Neuberg. He would be his, his new familiar. His new cum dumpster? Yeah. That's all it is. There you go. That's all you need. And he needs to be willing, he needs to love you, and, you know, take the cum. Okay. But he didn't. These hopes were dashed away. Because uh, it became apparent that Russell uh, needed Leah to get, uh, you know, to get uh, hard during these sex magical rituals when that the ones that specifically involved Crowley's ass. You know, he needed Leah to fluff him a bit. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta get ready. You gotta prep. Yeah. Even if it wasn't like a sexuality thing, which it most likely was because Russell was just a straight guy, uh, Crowley didn't have much going on because his breath constantly smelled like literal human shit uh, from eating it. And he had a glass of ether each morning, so it smelled like that as well. And his teeth were described. Just, like, drink it. Just yeah, he just he drank ether, cups of ether every morning. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't that kill you? <laughs> Apparently, it doesn't kill you, Mitch. <laughs> no, it does. But if you eat poop, it offsets the effect. Yeah, you gotta have the poop in there. Apparently, his teeth looked like coffins. That's what they said. And there's no plumbing, so I doubt he ever bathed. He didn't have much going on for him. Okay, even if someone was interested in him. I mean, the fact you know, that there still are people interested in him is just astounding. That must make, like, the average person feel bad. Like, you know, if you're, like, just a regular person, you're like, I'm still single. This guy ate human shit, drank ether, and pooped in a corner. And scarlet women and, were coming out of the fucking, like, cracks in the ceiling, just like, we need a fuck. Yeah, he you know? still just laid the pipe like it was his job. That was just, that was who he was. It's magic. He's a charmer. Mm-hmm. Charmer with yeah. a big fat anus. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe perhaps it's a small anus. Maybe it's, that's a lo- it's, it's just so a lot of mileage on it. Let's just say that. You know, mileage, mileage. But you know, as long as there's no like AIDS, then you're probably good. No, AIDS is not mileage. Can you get anal- AIDS is just devastating. <laughs> Can you get anal herpes? Is that a thing? I I'd imagine it's all so close. I feel like it would it's spread, but like an anal herpes just seems gross. So just like a. a uh, I'm looking at you. Uh, I'm looking at you, Mitch. You tell go. me about your anal herpes. Sort of like that, yeah. Well, <laughs> predictably, Crowley and Russell eventually had a falling out, and Russell uh, left and began his own magical society 
called the Karanzan Club. Karanzan. Which the club part of that kind of makes me think it's for children. But I don't think it is. And that just makes me hate this guy. I mean, I guess it could be. You know, their age is just a number of them. But it's, you know like, it's literally the name the of the demon that Crowley and Neuberg, like, bested. And he's like, yeah, I'll just be the Karanzan club. Yeah, wasn't that only step 10, too? They were step only, 10 of 30 to reach like enlightenment. They were like a third of the way through. They're like, yeah, we beat Karanzan. It's like, dude, you didn't even get halfway through the fucking... So I'm going to start a club around this 10th degree guy. Yeah, like, they, you know that that means they couldn't beat 11. That's why they were just like, well, we'll stick with 10. No, that's what the, all the six weeks of fucking constantly that drove Neuberg insane were for. Well, that's Maybe a good that was point. 11. I don't know. I really don't know. But Crowley then left for a short time to meet with the leader of the OTO. But Crowley's respect for him, you know, as opposed to when he first met him, was basically non-existent since their last meeting. Uh, Crowley felt as though the OTO's, uh, the OTO's leader's knowledge of sex magic was surface level and claimed that he had basically no understanding of the true power. None. So he was like, you're not even... You're not even doing what I'm doing. I'm eating poop. You're not even doing what I'm doing. Like it's that's the main thing is eating poop. I think that's the big thing. You know, yeah. that's the number one. Yeah, you got to eat poop to get into the club, and that's not a euphemism for like you're gonna have to deal with some stuff. You literally have to eat poop to get yeah. in. No, yeah. After this meeting, the OTO leader had a stroke. Oh, probably because he he's eating fucking poop. He's like, you're doing what? Yeah, one of those. Uh, so Crowley then returned to the Abbey of Thelema to find every single one of its inhabitants violently physically ill. Probably oh, no. due to all the, you know, the poop and pee and drugs and, and, and no cleaning and f- no food, it seems. Maybe that's why I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And Crowley thought this was, you know, the perfect time to proclaim that he was at the peak of his magical abilities, granting himself the title Ipsissimus. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Uh, uh, Ipsissimus, uh, basically a god. We're taking the word of a man who, for fun, is eating poop, drinking ether, and doing heroin. No, there's a, a good reason behind all those things. No, there's not. Yes, there's never there a good reason. <laughs> You're not reading it. You're not there, listening to Crowley. That's an argument you hear when it's like some guy stole, like you know, a pound of fucking grilled chicken. Like there might be a good reason why he did that, not for this. There's Probably no to reason. eat it, just like with <laughs> his yeah. good reason yeah. is like I just want it. They're like well, that is a good reason. That is a good reason, dude. It's the will. Of, you know, I can't poke any holes in that theory. All right, you're free to go. It's sir. The will of the law. So you yeah, he's ipsis. It's ipsisimus. 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 That's what it is. Basically, a god. He's like I'm a god now. Ipsisimus. Because you're all sick. All these. Yeah. So that that's right, a god. Right, to, who was now out of money because he he ran out of money completely again, and had an insanely heavy heroin addiction. Because again, that's his medicine. He's not doing that for fun. That's his doctor told him to do that. Yeah, that, yeah. I guess that's true. The heroin's not for fun. That's medicine. That's like you know taking like a Claritin or something. Yeah, the cups of ether. I don't know, but that's just you know that's just water for him. It's fine. <laughs> this is what water tastes like. You think he puts ice with in the, it? Oh, maybe. I mean, with the no, that probably dilutes it too much. Oh, okay. You okay. know, and you know, maybe maybe ether does taste like water when you got poop in your mouth. Oh, okay. We're gonna We're have to try this more. out. Uh, due to his lack of funds, Crowley began writing for money again. All right, so he was commissioned to write a book of his own drug use, and he dictated that uh, to Leah. For about a month. 
and then came out a diary of a drug fiend. I thought you were going to say diarrhea. I no, was like, come no, on. I'm sure there was a fair amount of that too, but no, the book was a diary of a drug fiend. Interestingly enough, Crowley stuck with the novel format and he like he'd grown accustomed to it, you know, making the 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 stories in the past. But um he made it kind of loosely about himself. Meanwhile, more of the people were showing up at the Abbey seeking magical teachings. Magical. But some of them were quickly disenchanted with the idea of the place after they saw the state of it. Okay. Can you imagine? Uh, none were more disgusted, however, than friend of Nanette, Mary Butts. Mary Butts. Mary Butts. Uh, Mary had brought along her lover, Cecil. And the two wanted to see just what the fuck was going on with their friend Nanette. Uh, they were also, uh, you know, they also really liked heroin. Like so that was, how much? you know, a lot. All right. They loved it. Okay. Past liking. They loved heroin. I get, that seems to be the common thread among these heroin addicts. They, they all just love, love heroin. No one's ever said it's bad, you know? No, yeah, that's just the people who aren't doing heroin yeah. that think it's bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's good, you know? That's what I'm starting to think. No, you're right. Well, immediately upon their arrival, Crowley was again trying to fill the long, uh, you know, devoid role of Neuberg. And this time with Cecil. He was like, this guy's totally going to be my next Neuberg. And Crowley attempted to dominate him by attempting to drown him during a swim. And then he attempted feeding both Cecil and Mary his cakes of light, uh, which were prepared using human shit, uh, period, blood, and honey. Sweet. So again, it's like his old concoction, except there's poop now. I All still right. picture them as cake pops. I'm not even certain really what to say at this point. I feel like what's said... Nothing's surprising, but there's nothing to say about it, really. I've, we've said all we can say about it, you, you know? know? There's really no more comments to make about this stuff. This woman's last name is Butts, so you shouldn't... Come on. Uh, so Mary Butts and her lover Cecil, they did not appreciate either of these things. You know, uh, Crowley trying to drown him or the, uh, the cakes of light. But... The thing that made them leave was Crowley attempting to make a goat have sex with Leah before a sacrifice. And the goat wouldn't do it. Stand up goat, you know. Maybe the goat had some fucking sense. (laughs) He's the only one on there. Uh, So the goat wouldn't do it, right? So he was uh, was sacrificed anyway. And the blood from its throat that was slit squirted all over the nude, uh, you know, the nude back on her hands and knees, Leah. And Mary and Cecil... Uh, simply left, having gained... Uh, they, they never gained any like magical knowledge, and all they really gained was more strong of a heroin addiction. Well, what more could you ask for at this point, you know? Yeah. No, it wasn't a good time. Mary uh, then brought a tell-all story to the English press detailing the deplorable conditions... And the three American women with their children, and the endless sex, and the fact that Crowley apparently greeted Mary at the door upon her arrival with a goat shit on a plate. Cool. So we opened the door. He's like, you're here, with just poo on Here's a plate. Here's the poop. Yeah. So there was a fair amount of public outrage as a result of these stories being shared, but as per usual, uh, Crowley loved it. You know, he's like, no, no press is bad press. Well, he's not wrong there. I'll say that. Yeah. Press in general, it'll get you. It'll get you where you need to be. Yeah. So around this time, uh, Crowley met a woman named Betty May, or she was locally apparently known as the Tiger Woman. Don't know why. 
but she was super addicted to coke and she was drinking all the time. And her husband was very interested in the occult. What about that? Well, she seems like she fits in. Yeah. Uh, she hated Crowley, especially upon meeting him and was refused entry to the Abbey uh, for not responding to Crowley's greetings with love is the law, love under will. Which, you know, like, how are you supposed to know how to say it, like, to say that? Well, you just got to know better. Don't be stupid. It's magical intuition. You're like, I'm just going to say these words in a row. They'll definitely work. Like, I don't know. Love is law, love under will. Just say that whenever. So her husband, Raul, was quickly granted uh, the title Brother Light. So Betty was more or less kind of stuck there. Um, so here, here we go. So she eventually became the cook and maid out of sheer boredom. And you know what, Grant? This kind of somewhat fulfilled Eowas' claim that Crowley uh, would have slaves come to do the work. Oh, it's coming. Just a, she just came and she's doing it. Just no reason. She, she didn't even get told to do this. She's just a nice lady. There you go. But Betty was not having any of Crowley's bullshit either. Uh, so just like uh, with Neuberg back in, you know, Bullskin, no one in the Abbey was permitted to say the word I. Remember, like, Crowley was making him, like, punish himself whenever he said the word I? Yeah, yeah. Cutting himself with a razor blade. Well, uh, apparently it wasn't that severe, but they weren't permitted to say the word I, and she just did it all the time, unapologetically. She threw I in her face. And so she also openly mocked the rituals performed, specifically one uh, involving Crowley doing a little dance. Making she a little just, love. Like, she just laughed. Getting Adam. down tonight. Yeah. She even poured just like a bowl of water on Crowley's head one morning as he was eating. That's fun. Just kind of, no, it's kind of mean. Or, no, it's probably an uh, overdue bath. It's, that's kind of like cute, that. though. You know, it's just like they're having fun. They're just playing. It's cute. No, you're you won me over. Uh, to which Crowley responded in saying that Betty was now on the docket for sacrifice. Ha ha. You know? Isn't that fun? Idiot so it is kind of like a, a give take, you know. I'd watch that show. Uh, this, however, was all worth it in Crowley's eyes because he found a new Neuberg and Betty's lover, Raoul. He'd done it. He'd filled the, the Neuberg void. Raoul. Raoul. And just like with Neuberg, Crowley began pushing Raoul to his limits both physically and mentally. Okay? It's not good. One day, a stray cat had deeply cut Crowley. Kind of like Navi fucking gashed open my arm earlier today. That fucking idiot. Hey, don't talk about my dog. He's a dog. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm just just pointing that out. Just pointing it out. He's a wonderful lad. He is a wonderful lad. He's great. I love him. But he makes me bleed. Uh, He will do that. He'll do that sometimes. So one day, there was a stray cat. He deeply cut Crowley. And immediately, uh, he was made into the next sacrifice in Crowley's eyes. So Crowley caught the cat, placed it on the altar, spoke incantations with Raul over the cat for hours, and instructed Raul to slash the cat's throat. All right, so Raul had, had like never done anything like this before. Never. Never. And so he did not cut deep enough, causing the cat to lightly bleed and frantically run all over around the house. You know? That's so once, fun. Yeah. And once the cat was caught, again, you know, and killed... Crowley, uh, as punishment, emptied the cat's blood into a large glass and made Raul drink the whole thing. Drink from me. <laughs> so uh, Raul then immediately got ill and was taken to bed. He remained ill for quite some time, 
And when his, uh, you know, his health took a turn for the worse, Crowley, through use of Raoul's horoscope, predicted he would die on February 16th, uh, which he did. Nice. He, he definitely died on that day. He finally got one right. Yeah. So word of Raoul's death quickly spread to England, and the papers started publishing smear pieces uh, with titles outright calling for Crowley's head, basically. And none more famous than the one entitled, The Wickedest Man in the World. So he's done it. It's been proclaimed by other people. He's just he's just a little Dickens. That's what he is. He's a little Dickens. So the uh, the press then began printing you know untruthful stories about Crowley. Actually, uh, one of the more infamous ones being that he killed and ate his, some of his fellow mountaineers while climbing back in the day. I could see it happening. I know it didn't happen, but. It's yeah. not, like, that far-fetched. No, it's really not. And apparently, like, in his confessions, like, the book that he wrote, he, like, makes fun of that. He's like, oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm a cannibal. Yeah, everyone knows that I'm a cannibal, obviously. Like, he just he's just like, that's bullshit. <laughs> you fools. You idiots. You think I'm a cannibal? <laughs> it's totally not that far-fetched. So many people are dying under his, his, like, his care or his lack thereof, you know. That's okay, though. Yeah, all this press, as it had done in the past, delighted Crowley. Uh, but words of things, uh, words of these things, you know, eventually reached Mussolini, who was ruling in Italy at the time. And Mussolini, uh, he was he was ridding the country of leftists and occultists alike at this time. And Crowley was no exception. He received a uh, something in the mail saying, uh, "Leave, just leave, just man. get out." You know, just Mussolini's. He, it's actually pretty tame. That's a good way to do it instead of just, you know, knocking down the door. If Mussolini's telling you to do something, you probably do it. You should probably you know? do it, yeah. You'll listen to that guy. Yeah. Crowley fled to t- uh, Tunisia, all right, along with Leah and her five-year-old son. And Leah's five-year-old son, by the way, he was truly a product of his upbringing because after, like, growing up in the Abbey of Thelema, he was a chain smoker at the age of five. And always talked about how when Crowley died, he would take up the role of the great beast 666. He's five years old. Good for him. High he's ambition. got high aspirations, yeah. He'll get there. You know, he's got to keep no, smoking. No, he won't. He's chain smoking. <laughs> you got to take a lot more loads in the ass. Wait till you're older. Yeah, definitely wait. And you got to start eating poop, and then, you know, you'll get there, kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, eventually, however, uh, Leah and her son left Crowley soon after, you know, uh, moving to Tunisia, thus ending the peak of Crowley's magical reputation. It was all downhill from here, okay? So we're we're on the descent. Yeah, we hit the peak somehow. I know you're looking for it. <laughs> I know that didn't sound like it was the peak, but... It was in there. That was, all that stuff is exactly what Crowley wanted, and he got it. It was there. It's all there in the pudding, you know? It's yeah, the, the pudding, the pudding. The Crowley pudding. Oh, God, that's even grosser in the story. We know. But, yeah. We know what we mean. It's poop. <laughs> <laughs> so Crowley still found scarlet women uh, with, with, you know, with wish to engage in uh, sex magic, as well as men. But he was broke, so it, it didn't matter, I guess. He's just like, I have all these people coming for me. Uh, he ended up having to sell and or pawn almost all of his magical trinkets to survive. So all his, like, rings and, like, ceremonial shit. What a poor Maybe man. his dagger. How Maybe sad. Yeah, right, he's just, like, selling his shit. And by 1924, all that heroin and coke going up his nose literally destroyed his sinuses, which required two major surgeries to fix. Oh, those were old surgeries. Everything's starting to, you know, come up. 
bad. Everything's starting to culminate. Uh, but even, uh, you know, with his weird facial scars and his poverty, he still managed to attract scarlet women and sometimes, you know, male counterparts, like I said. All these men and women uh, either committed suicide, ended up in the madhouse, or both. Every single one of them. You know. So that's... That's... I probably... Doesn't doesn't augur well for, for Crowley there. I probably could have told anybody just a very, like, generic bullet point of this series, right? Just like in a 10-minute summary. Yeah. And I think everyone in the world would be like, they're either dead or, like, in an insane asylum, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah you, you got it. Yeah. Well, by the time Crowley was 50 years old, his teeth were falling out, he was constantly shaving his head, and his breath stank of ether due to the morning cup that he was still doing uh, every morning. Still, man. Yeah. So old habits die hard. I guess so. With, with you, I suppose. Uh, he published a book known as his Confessions, but most bookstores wouldn't carry it either due to his reputation or due to the fact that he signed each copy with an A for Alistair that looked remarkably like a hard cock. Oh. He just did that on the front of every book. Uh, so a woman who had been apart from the Abbey, uh, you know, of the Lima, then published a book telling all... She had been a part of it. Uh, she published a book about the Abbey of Thelema telling all the gruesome details and of uh, the goings on while she was there and, and you know to which Crowley responded by suing her for libel. This is the one time that he's like this press is getting out of hand. He's stop. Yeah. But during this trial though Crowley more or less uh, went back on everything that he stood for as a magician simply for the sake of possibly making some sort of money. So he's he's losing himself here a little bit. Uh, so he mentioned during the case that uh, that his title, The Great Beast 666, meant sunlight. And that uh, a better name for him would be A Little Sunshine. Just a little bit of sunshine. He said that it's in court documents. He said this. And the court ultimately threw out the case uh, because he had no reputation in their eyes to ruin. Okay. So isn't that just a big fuck you from the system? Yeah, like, well, what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> And the court lost, uh, bankrupted Crowley, and he would never financially recover. Oh, isn't that sad? In 1932, so we're we're just moving, we're trucking along to the death. All right, so Crowley began giving lectures at the Society for Psychical Research, while at the same time attempting to sell a rejuvenation tonic that was literally just his cum. It'll rejuvenate. So he's he's uh, he's given the. Uh, He's giving lectures, but at the same time plugging his own cum to whoever's listening. That's a marketable business. It is. I mean, someone probably bought like one per. If you sell one, it's like this. Of course, why, why didn't no, I do this earlier? There's no overhead. You just got to pay for the bottles that you put them in. You know. There you go. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's overhead. <laughs> uh, this was all very sad and hilarious. Uh, and he, he even managed to publish a few more books around this time. Uh, none more notable than the Book of Toth. Which, uh, it came with a set of tarot cards. Isn't that fun? That is fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just like every single one of his books, nobody fucking bought them. And at the age of 66, he performed his last sex magic ritual, uh, which made him realize that he could no longer get hard. Ooh. Isn't that just the end of an era? That's a devastating yeah. blow. God He might as well it. be dead at this point. 
you know, just wait. So he was now living solely off the contributions uh, from the California branch of the OTO. He then began renting a room in Hastings, England, where he spent most of his time talking to curious reporters who, like him, sensed the last days of his life approaching. It's coming. It's coming real quick. Yeah, because on December 1st, we're coming up to that, of uh, 1947, Aleister Crowley died of chronic bronchitis and heart failure at the age of 72. I wish I could say I feel bad for him. I mean, he's fine. He's fine now. He's fine now. He's fine now, yeah. He recovered uh, in death. Yeah. Now, it's debated what his last words were, but two were most, like, two different things were, like, the most plausible, probably. The first one, I am perplexed. What do you think about that? What a stupid fucking last word. Well, the the other one, the other choice is sometimes I hate myself. He's a fucking tool. <laughs> so there's no like good one. He is uh, a the fucking confusing loser. one. Is pretty fun, but sometimes like, I hate myself. It's just too real. This guy, he's a fucking boner. That's all I got to say. He's just a boner. Yeah. Well, the the magic wasn't all gone because it's said that in his final days, Crowley's doctor informed him that he was going to cut Crowley off from his supply of heroin, to which Crowley said that if he did so, he would surely die and take the doctor with him. Nice. And no fucking shit, within 24 hours of dying, Crowley's doctor also died. That's pretty cool. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's, that is pretty cool. Yeah. He obviously still, I mean, Crowley himself, he obviously still lives in, lives on in history. I mean, we're fucking talking about him. Even as recently as 2002, he was listed as the 73rd in a list of the 100 greatest British folks ever yeah, by the BBC. He was great <laughs> in some that crazy? ways. Uh, he, he began receiving scholarly attention in the 90s, you know. Uh, he's mentioned in a lot of great musicians' work. There's Ozzy Osbourne, David Bowie, Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page bought Bullskin. I think we may have mentioned that earlier in the series. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, Crowley's phrase, do what thou wilt, is actually like inscribed on Led Zeppelin's Led Zeppelin Three. And I have that record at home, and I check. It totally is. It's awesome. It's like it's there. It's I didn't there. even realize. But uh, yeah, Page also he purchased Bullskin as part of the band's. It, apparently, a part of the song remains the same, like the Led Zeppelin film. It was like filmed at Bullskin. Oh, okay. Isn't that fun? It's an interesting little tidbit of information. Yeah. Do you have any other tidbits? Because that's all my tidbits. Really? Oh, he's he was, coming in He here. was on the cover Mitch of Sergeant Peppers. You're on the cover of Sergeant Peppers? Oh, yeah, yeah. There no, we he go. Was, he's hidden up there in the corner. Um, he's just looking. There, I mean, there's a lot of just weirdly interesting and obscure shit about him. One thing that I just found entertaining is that uh, a huge proponent of Thelema... Uh, at the time, this was like in the early to mid '40s. Was uh, L. Ron Hubbard, huge fan, huge fan. Oh yeah, studied all yeah. of his shit. Was like loved it. Um, it's just, it, it. I guess it is in its own way. It's just interesting. It's like oh, he came in to be another fucking weirdo. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think Jack Parsons uh, was too. Oh yeah, the you know, Alan Parsons project. Yeah, the guy who worked on like rockets and shit. Dude, Crowley, he certainly had a reach. Like, talking about all rockets. over. I mean, this dude, It's you're hard-pressed to find any person remotely in any field of, I guess, history that isn't semi-aware of what he's done or, like, the people he's impacted. 
Yeah, you know who's a, a thelemite or into thelema or whatever the you thelemite. call it? Yeah, thelemite. You're a th- you're a fucking the, firm. The drummer of Tool, Danny Carey. That does not surprise me in the least. <laughs> that just makes sense. Yeah, it's, I feel like they're all into... They probably eat their own shit, honestly. Like, oh, yeah. I would not be shocked. Dude, you want to know some, something cool? Apparently, Crowley's great-grandson is like a saxophone player in California right now. And it's on his resume that he's Crowley's grandson. Or great-grandson, whatever it is. So you know that guy's never had a real job a day in his he's life. He's a musician, dude. He's successful. His his claim to fame is like, my grandfather ate poop and did heroin. <laughs> Could you believe that? Let me play your club. Yeah, and you know? I mean, honestly, who wouldn't? If I had a club to do it, I'd be like, well... Sure, I want him to be here right now. I'd be, uh, maybe know? maybe not here, per se. You don't want him in your house? No, I can't say I do. What do you think he's going to do? Eat your poop? What are you scared? I just don't really care to meet that man. I have some choice words about his family, and they're all just not positive, you know? Yeah. My thing is, every everyone this guy was around uh, went crazy, killed themselves, whatever else. He killed the War doctor. Bull. Yeah. 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 It's, he took credit for World War One. Come on. And it's not, I don't think it's because he's a powerful wizard. I think it's just because he's a fucking nut job. Yeah. I mean, he, if you say enough shit, stuff you say is going to come true. And he talked a lot. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, but that's the magic. And even to this day, there's still people that, in their own ways, obviously it's not you know the perfect science of it, but people are still reading about and practicing Thelema in like their own ways. Yeah. Um. It definitely has a fan base. I mean, it it's a hard fan base to point or uh, pinpoint, you know. Yeah. Because they're they, most people. I've never actually met someone that's like just obsessed and loves Aleister Crowley. No, they probably they probably don't leave their house as much. No, and the people know? that do, it's like it's a fad. It's like a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. Where you know you read a lot about it, you get like interested. You're like, "This is kind of cool," but it's not. You don't like build your life around this no, guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, not. I've never met anyone like yeah. that. Well, Mitch and I didn't. Did we go to a Gnostic mass? Like a, a yeah, me, me, Mitch, and Griff. We went to a no. Griff wasn't there. That was Dylan, your cousin. Well, we went to like a. a I think it was a Thelemic mass. It was a Gnostic mass. A Gnostic mass. It was Oh, t- there was a shit ton of just like Thelema and like pictures of Crowley on little pamphlets and just shit. It was fun, dude. Oh yeah, it was that a good shit, time. You know that shit happens fucking yeah. all over. It's it probably like, going on right now. It was like a mass that happened like every third Thursday of the month or some shit, and it was just like a bunch of people doing it, and they they didn't get nude. They didn't get nude, but they were just like picture me naked, like one of those things. And uh, afterward, they were just like, all right, we're done. And then they were just pouring wine. They're like, you guys want some? And we're like, we're freshmen in high school. And so we left. So do you still want some? <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Care. It was cool. It was interesting. It's like, so mode it be, you know? Yeah, so these, I mean, it's still around. It, you know, depending on your geographical location, you might have to go a bit of a distance to go and partake in these things. But they're closer than you think. I guarantee it. They're happening. I went to one. They are. Ha- and you know what? You know what the best part of this is? That we're done with Aleister Crowley. Yeah, we don't have to talk about him quite as much. We're going to bring him up because he comes up like he does, you know. Yeah, he's a hard guy to avoid when you just talk about the shit we talk about. But the fact that this series is done, I can honestly say 
it's it's peaceful. It's peaceful. It is. I feel a calm that I've never felt before. It is just like it because it's it's just a lot of. I don't even know what to describe it. I don't want to call it nonsense, but it's a lot of nonsensical things. It's just not. It's just not. But you know what? It was his life. Well, you know, and he d- he did what he wilt. Well, t- wilted. He wilted wrong. away into history. But no, yeah, he we're still talking about him. He did it. He did the fucking dang thing. I just think it's weird. Like all these <laughs> the people, whole thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, all these musicians from the '60s and '70s were like into them. I get. I get like, like, uh, like Ozzy, like making a song about him because Ozzy was just crazy, and you know, you want to talk about crazy stuff. But like for him to be on like the cover of Sgt. Pepper's and it's just like love and peace and all this stuff. It's just kind of weird. I feel yeah. like they didn't know the whole story. Yeah, I mean, William S. Burroughs was also on that cover, I'm pretty sure. And he was oh, just yeah. talking about read Naked Lunch and you'll, you'll figure it out. But yeah, yeah, a lot of crazy shit going on. Yeah. Crowley, am I right? But I know you guys are happy because we could finally break free. We can talk about something else now. From the monster that is fucking Aleister Crowley. I'm thinking probably next week we'll just talk about whatever. Yeah, I'm thinking... I don't think we should assign ourselves something because this was too much. No, I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to we're we're gonna have a good week <laughs> or maybe even two. I want to relax chilling. on my weeknights after work, Where okay? Just... I don't want to read about poop eating and this guy dying of heroin and smelling like ether. Yeah. All no, right? I, <laughs> Every I, night after work. I think it's best if we take a good, you know, week or two and just kind of we just have some fun again, because uh, this was. And we're inevitably going to make poop jokes, but it's not going to be like, connected to Crowley. No, it'll just be right? regular old poop jokes. Regular old, just your good old fashioned all American poop jokes. Poop is always entertaining. There's never been a poop joke that wasn't entertaining. Have you ever seen poop? Uh, yeah, hilarious. Almost every day of my it's life. It's real funny. Pretty much every day, unless yeah. I eat like. Something that binds me, you know. Yeah. Griff, how do you feel about poop? I know I've made your house kind of in in uninhabitable lately with my poops. It doesn't bother me too much, but uh, the manner in which Crowley's using poop is pretty excessive. Is probably an understatement. I feel like, but uh, yeah, I I fucking hate poop. <laughs> well, good thing you're getting it out of there. Well, you're not you know, a real American. Get it out of here. You're not get a real out. American if you don't like poop. I'll tell you that. Cool. But cool. I think <laughs> oh, bitch, the Germans the Germans think poop is hilarious. You're not a real German. It is if, funny. if you don't like poop. Yeah, that's Germans true. think a lot of weird shit's hilarious. Yeah. God, the Germans. Well, let's, let's just let that marinate. But yeah, enjoy that German thing. Yeah. Well, we I think will that's be the end. Yeah. Back. Uh, I know we're yeah we're a day late. I guess it's Saturday. You probably won't get this till Sunday. I posted about it. The 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 fans are quelled. I posted pictures of both our dogs. Yeah, no, I did see that this morning. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you guys, it's going to be a short week for us. So by the time you finish this one, boom, you have another one. Not even Win, more. bam, boom. We're going to be back on Thursday on Patreon for that, you know, because, yeah. And then on Friday, we're also going to be back for another one of these. But we're not going to be talking about Aleister Crowley. No, thank God. We might talk, we might mention his name, but it will only be in the context of how glad we are not to do it anymore. I'm hoping that we won't mention him at all. That's, that's the hope. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. But but we love you guys. Yeah, that very is the much. end of the episode. We are starting a cult. It's Grant. I'm Jake. Mitch was here, and also Griffin. Bye. You heard him. Listen to him. 
So you can follow us on all the shit. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then we have an email at startacult at gmail.com. Tell us whatever you want. Okay? And then there's uh, there's the YouTube. We got every episode up on YouTube, I think. Still haven't checked it. You just told me that was that's what was happening, Grant, but I trust you. I think it is. I Am I right to like trust you? Weeks, all right. But it's it's there. Probably. All right. Email us whether or not we have YouTube up there. But also there's a Patreon link down below. You can listen to us talk about whatever the fuck every other week on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Next one's this coming Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Everybody. That was it. Yeah. Goodbye, Alistair Crowley. Fuck you. Thank God. Now, poop bananas. Poop bananas. Wow. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.